Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you connected on today, and thank God for each one of you every single week who support us in this podcast. And this is a place where leaders come who are convinced that iron really does sharpen iron. We also know that as we expose ourselves to next-level thinking and next-level strategies, we can be a next-level leader. Within you is a leader that's constantly evolving. And so we want to make sure that we put you in an environment where you can continue to be your best self. However you heard of this podcast, thank you. I hope that you will share it with someone else if it's a blessing to you. The way to do that is take the link and send it to people. We're trying to reach a million people and we're trending in that direction. So follow me, Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. And also, I want you to make sure you go to josephwalker3.org, our website for content, find out how we can come and serve you and your organization, find out where we're going to be. A lot of things happening in that space and hope that you can go and check it out. It's our brand new website. So I want you to go check it out. That's josephwalker3.org. Listen, I'm very excited today to talk about the future, building a team for the future. Now, what is important to know is that the future belongs to those who are open to positive change. And as a consequence, it is incredibly important that you continue to build and you continue to prepare that you have a team and an infrastructure and a mindset that has the capacity to go where you are going. So often leaders are building just to sustain, to get by, and often call it the survive syndrome. And I want you to get to a point where you move beyond just survive syndrome to thrive. It's one thing to just survive, to maintain, to say we're doing well right now. It's another thing to thrive and to continue to push the envelope to prepare for what's coming. Any great leader knows the future is coming in warp speed. And so I have to begin to build a team, take risk, bring new people on board who are able to help me go not where I've been, but to where I'm going. This is easier said than done because you are bringing new and fresh ideas into your organization and it's going to be some challenges. But I hope to help you navigate those challenges. And we're going to start out with this first principle by exposing them to where you're taking them. One of the things I share with leaders so often is that you have a level of exposure that the people who follow you very seldom have. You're able to go into spaces and see new ideas, able to see new things, and often you come back and you articulate what you have seen and where you're trying to go. You don't realize that the people that you're talking to have never seen it done. Vision is something that's incredibly powerful. The Bible says a vision that people perish because of a lack of it or because of a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed, but without vision, the people perish. So vision and knowledge, they both have a sense of synergy there because 
what I see, I understand. I ask questions and I begin to know. So imagine this. Without exposure, your people (laughs) are not able to fulfill what you are trying to get them to fulfill. So a part of you being an incredible visionary is exposing your team. We took field trips early on. I took my staff, my team on trips to places that we asked questions. We were able to, to look at systems behind the scene and we were wowed by the experience and we came back motivated. We came back inspired. There are organizations and churches and people who bring their teams to our church. They want to see the future. They're asking questions about what we're doing because they may not be at that place, but they see themselves in that place. You got to think about technology, innovation, all those great things that are coming. And so as a consequence, listen, you must, must expose them to where you're taking them. So here's the deal. Find some models that truly, truly represent where you're trying to go. Contact those leaders. Ask them, can you bring your team, your strategic team, into those spaces? Take a field trip. Go sit down. Learn. Look. Listen. Got it? Learn. Look. Listen. Here's the second thing. I want you to really assess capacity. I've talked about this so often. It's The third thing that I have shared in my book on No Opportunity Wasted, I've listed some things that you have to have in order to hire people. And actually, uh, it becomes the fourth thing, the third thing that I talk about. And it is, it's the fourth on the list. And it's, it's capacity because what capacity deals with is a person's resilience, a person's competency a person's ability to evolve with the organization. When you think about capacity, you have to ask yourself, has this person on my team reached their full capacity? Are they tapped out? Is this all I'm going to get out of this? Or does this person have a teachable spirit? Are they willing to pivot and learn new models and ways? Or are they stuck in a way or a system that has always been? I've seen people who have gotten to a place that I knew that the system had outgrown them. Where we were growing had outgrown them because they were resistant to the change. They were making statements like, that can't be done. We've always done it this way. Or they'll speak on behalf of the leader and say, oh, he or she wouldn't want it that way. All because they were defaulting to places of comfortability when the organization was trying to reach forward. One of my team members made a statement saying, how could a leader be so progressive And then so many people within the leadership be so regressive. It's because people are often fearful. They're fearful of going to the next level. So you have to assess capacity. Look at where people are. Look at what they're giving you. Are they giving you new ideas and fresh ways to do things? Or are they constantly recycling old things? Have they reached their full capacity? One of the incredible books that I think will help every leader, Adam Grant has some tremendous books out there. But this one, Rethink, uh, it's a book that really helped me. And that's the third thing I want you to think about because to rethink is, it's a powerful exercise how I begin to look at things much differently from a different perspective. He, he talks about the founder of the BlackBerry phone and how he was so adamant in believing that the BlackBerry was going to continuously be relevant even during the emergence of the iPhone. He didn't see it coming 
did not want to adapt, did not want to change. As a consequence, the BlackBerry, as you know it, lost so much stock and basically went belly up because he did not see the future. See, when you are preparing a team for the future, you have to get people to rethink. Look at different models. Even Jesus says you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. Even as you as a leader, you have to say to yourself, what areas in my life do I need to rethink my leadership, rethink my levels of engagement, rethink how I execute vision? I've had to do that because you can slip into a system and cycle of regularity, routine, and redundancy that you don't realize you're becoming the very thing you're trying to prevent, person stuck in tradition. So how do I rethink it? How do I rethink, you know, we've always had, you know, this on Tuesdays in our, in our organization. We've always done this this way at the Christmas party. We've always, little things like that. And then you say, well, how can I reimagine and rethink? One of the things, one of the gifts that COVID-19 gave us is the ability to rethink, reimagine ways in which we could do new things. And many people right now that are rethinking, you know, five-day work weeks in the office, you know, how do you rethink people being effective and efficient? They were efficient during the pandemic. How do you Rethink ways in which you can redact that, have, you know, kind of a, a mutual beneficial, you know, way of doing that, where people may come to work three days in the building and two days virtually. How do you do that? Are you open to that? See, rethinking really allows you to expand your organization because you bring fresh ideas, fresh perspectives. You go to these conferences, you bring all these ideas back in theory, but are you willing to execute them in practice? Because it means that you're willing to help your people rethink the way they've done things. And let's be honest, the biggest challenge you're going to have is not the people you lead. It's going to be the leaders who lead the people along with you. Those are the folks that often hold on to that which has been sacred, hold on to that which they have done for years because those things have allowed them a level of comfortability to do what they do. So rethinking puts stress on them. So they have to understand the importance of moving the needle and uh, building a team for the future is that we've all got to look at this a different way. Now, here's number four. Hire the best and the brightest. If you're building a team for the future, don't just hire people for the status quo. One of the things I am very adamant about in this season is making sure that I surround myself with some of the best and the brightest minds people that stretch the organization, people that are going where the future is. And when you hire the best and the brightest, that means you're going to have to recruit them. You're going to have to pay them what they're worth. You're going to have to make sure you create an environment where they can flow and function freely without being handcuffed by previous systems or by the insecurities of other people. But you have to get the right people on board here. So here's what you have to do. (laughs) In order to build this team, For the future, make space for these extraordinary people to not be under these hierarchical systems of government, but create collaborative models whereby their voice can be amplified and that their ideas can be pushed forward so the organization can grow. I'm telling you, if you are going to prepare for the future and build your team for where you're going, you need fresh ideas. You need people who are bright, who think outside the box, people who are experts in their area, and not people who were just loyal to the organization and are trying to figure it out in real time. So think about that for a moment. Assess your team and then find out where your gaps are 
and don't replicate old models of how you hire people. Oh, you've been here. You've been loyal. I'll give you a shot at it. You'll be a great person for this job. We'll teach you how to do it versus finding a person who's a resident expert. It may look different for the organization. It may create even more diversity that you need, but then you're able to say, around me, I have some of the best and the brightest folks. Here's number five. Embrace innovation and technology. Innovation and technology are huge. There's no way you can prepare and build a team for the future if you're not embracing innovation, technology, new ways of doing things, using technology to get it done. See, whether or not you know it, technology (laughs) is changing the way in which we do business, changing the way in which we lead. One of my mentors, if I were to say her name, you would know who she is, but she she talks about since the advent of Zoom and the pandemic, she decided that, wow, why would I get on a plane and go across the country, go across the pond for a two-hour meeting when I can simply just get on Zoom and do it, do technology. I'm able to do my team meetings and do that using technology. Technology has advanced to a degree that has made the world smaller. You're able to get the same kinds of things done. Yes, there's a place for in-person meetings, but think about it. Now you can be more efficient using innovation and technology. It's about time. It's about how do you get more done with less time? And so you've got to be open to that, looking at your systems, looking at your infrastructure. What's the best way to do accounting? What's the best way to do this? What's the newest way to do what we're trying to do? And that's where you are open to innovation, technology. Once you expose your team to greater and more, you begin to pick up best practices. We just did this with our production team. We had some new ideas come in. They were innovative and they, they caused us to look at what we were doing a different way and everybody was excited about it. And as a consequence, we were able to see some results because we embraced new technology, a new way of doing things. There's a generation of people who are listening to me now who remember the cassette tapes. There's a generation on here who remembers 8-track. Another generation goes as far back as albums, 45s, and things like that. And then there's a generation who's listening to me that have no idea what I'm referring to (laughs) because things evolved. Innovative shifts occurred. And as a consequence, we get the same results with greater clarity because we were willing to pivot. So it's important that you embrace innovation and technology. And that's why I think number six is so important because you have to include and engage young people. Let me tell you something. Young people are a blessing. You have to create an organization whereby you can train young people to do the things that not-so-young people are doing. So when the not-so-young people retire, fall off the scene, you have people already in the bullpen ready to go. This is why it's so incredibly important to have diversity around the table, include and engage young people. I try my best to have sounding boards with my team, sounding boards with my church, and I say, I want to hear from you. Tell me what you see. What do you think? I do surveys because I want to hear from every demographic about what their needs are. What are your needs here? What do you see happening? And when you're able to see that, man, it's a beautiful thing. Because at the end of the day, listen to me, there are great ideas that are coming from that generation. So always include young people. Don't lock them out. Don't think they have nothing to offer. Because in order to prepare and build for the future, you got to have some new blood in there putting young people in positions where they can help the organization grow. They feel valued. 
I've seen places where you have the grandparents and the grandchildren because the children are gone. So go visit your grandmother and your grandmother will take you there. But the children are gone because the system did not create space for the children of those grandchildren to actually have voice. So always include the young people along the way. That's how healthy growth occurs. That's how you prepare for the future because you have futuristic voices. There are people that advise me, young people telling me things I never knew. They tell me things that are happening in culture, things that are happening in, you know, on this campus, things that are happening. In, and so I, I craft programs that are designed to meet the needs of those folks because I have a sense of where they are based upon the conversations that those people share with me. Let's, let's review what we shared today and then I'll come back to uh, number seven. And first of all, we want to expose them to where we're taking them. Exposure is key. Vision is about exposure. And then secondly, we talked about assessing capacity. Do, do people around you have the capacity to go where you're trying to go? And then we talked about rethinking. Madam Grant's book, Rethink. We talked about the significance of just thinking about life in a different way. Then we talked about hiring the best, and the brightest, and what does that mean? How does that look? We talked about embracing innovation and technology, which is key. And then we talked about including young people, engaging young people. But here's number seven. Have a succession plan. As you build a team for the future, listen to me. Success is in succession. You won't be here forever. So you must always have something in the pipeline ready to go. Vision is always bigger than the visionary. If vision dies with the visionary, it was never of God. True success is when you're able to say, I have a succession plan. That every key leader of our organization has to put together a succession plan. What would happen if you fell off the scene? What's your systems? What's your ways of operating so that we could pass this on to someone else? Who are you training? Who are you mentoring? That is a succession plan. And I think it's very key to do that because it allows us all to be able to assure that all of what God has done to us as next level leaders is passed on from generation generation to generation. That's how God works. <laughs> he works generationally. And a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Not a burden, but a blessing. So begin to think about your succession plan. Begin to think about who's next and how do you prepare and mentor them. So when you retire, you've got somebody to carry on the organization and the organization does not die, but it continues, watch this, not to survive, but to thrive. Well, thank you so much for listening to Next Level Leader. And I hope you will let me know if this blessed you today, whether you're on your drive time in today or maybe you're at your office and this is like your routine every Tuesday or whatever you listen to this broadcast. Thank you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to send me a message at josephwalker3 and let me know how this blessed you. I love to hear those stories. Go to my website, josephwalker3.org. Get our books, content, share it with somebody else. And know that I appreciate you and I value you and I thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. And no, I'm praying God's best for you and yours. And keep on being unapologetically the next level leader God has called you to be. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III. And I thank you for tuning in once again to Next Level Leader. You be blessed. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever 
podcast or download it. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with you.